I more talk trash to my students. And that's why I get them fired up, get them to train harder. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. I see. Oh, man. Yeah, so yeah, you're, yeah. you're the indoctrination police over at B-Team. Taking the <laughs> fundamentals, kids, and being like, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to be honest. 20% is techniques. Uh, the 80% <laughs> of the class is just me roasting you to see if you can hang with us. I got to make sure you're not a spaz and that you can take a joke before we put you in the regular class. That's literally, I'm telling you, that's it, dude. What is up, ladies and gents? It is your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcast for Rafa Sparza coming to you with another great installment of the Grappling Hour. How are you doing today? No, I got time. Let's let's talk about you for a second. You've been good? The family's good? How's your dad? You good? All right, enough small time banter for you guys. I want to tell you this. I'm very excited about our guest today. Uh, our guest made the very difficult task of making me laugh which can be difficult because if you see what most people consider funny in jujitsu, eh, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like Craig has a certain kind of quality where he'll hit a, a, a base run, you know, he'll get somebody on base. Is it a home run? No. Is it a really good solid double? Not bad. He can get in the park. He's all right. But uh, hey, no, this guy, funnier than Craig. Let's just put that out there, okay? Because I have yet to see him uh, do a dick joke in the five minutes we've been doing this. So already a level of head. We'll get to him in a second. But first, a couple quick reminders. If you guys would be so kind, you like this interview so far, you know my work, you've seen it, or you like the people I bring on the shows. If you want to see more of them and you want to see them 30 days before anybody else, go on over to high.page backslash grappling hour. Become a member, see these interviews 30 days before anybody else for just five bucks a month. And for a few extra dollars, we do extra bonus content that's not available anywhere else. So you can see extra mini SOAT episodes. You can see extra bonus content that, let's say, we ask athletes about steroids. We ask them about the athlete they competed against that they respected the most. Or you can see nonsense where people roast my competition footage. It's not great. But it is worthwhile to hear them try and come up with jokes because as a joke writer, I just look at them and go, that's adorable. However, yeah, that single leg was pretty bad there. So I'm not going not gonna to pretend like it wasn't, but the joke was B minus material, if we're being honest. Anyway, you can see that for a few extra dollars over at high.page backslash grappling hour. And don't forget to like and subscribe while you're here. It's a courtesy. Don't be a dick. And finally, join us on the Discord where you can hear things that are coming up about this show in the pipeline before anybody else. All right, about our guest. So our guest took this concept, and it was, what if I was going to Willy Wonka these people? What do you mean by that, Raph? What if I was going to pretend like I was old and feeble and had to resort to using a cane to get by, and then I do a somersault and I'm doing pull-ups? And I thought to myself... It's not a bad bit. If you explain it like that, maybe it's so-so. Maybe it's a Craig Jones base hit. No, no, no. This is a home run. My man did a full-out promo for one of his upcoming tournament entries at Main Event Jiu-Jitsu, which, by the way, I, I still don't understand. Main of character, main event. I don't know the name of this. It just sounds like there's going to be a tournament called uh, Select Your Character soon. But anyway... Main event jujitsu, et cetera, et cetera. My man put together a very, very funny video. And I have seen him compete. You have seen him at who's number one. You have seen him competing at a very high level at the IBJJF tournaments. And if you're watching the B team videos, you probably see him as a regular training partner or uh, adversary. I think I'd like to say it that way of one Craig Jones. So I thought for the very first time, we would bring on this very funny young man, see what he's all about, hear if he's got any funnier material. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the very first time, one, JB Egloff. How are you doing, sir? Good. How about you? Very, very well. Okay, so let's get to this name because if people are looking down here, okay, and they're looking over on your side, they're probably thinking, Etchloff, or I've heard you pronounced a certain way on other shows. 
what is happening? Why is it Beckloff? Because that was not my first guess when I tried to get your name off air. I think I think that's just the easiest way to say it. But all enunciations are fine with me. Just whatever makes you happy. <laughs> I think you do what I do, which is I basically respond to anything with an up inflection. So <laughs> people were like, how do I pronounce your name? And I go, oh, it, the full name is Rafael. And they go, huh? And I go, Rafael. Yeah. And they go, oh, Raphael. And I go, no. no Raphael? Okay. Still no. <laughs> so I go, Raph will You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how often JB is even like difficult. Get the fuck out. Who is not getting JB right? And how are they messing? (laughs) It's like they'll pick any other second letter. It's like it's V or D or P or anything but B. And it's hard. Like if it's loud in there, sometimes it's it's tough to even get that one out. Well, because you're a man of mystery, I got to figure this out. What is the JB short for? You know, when I hear JB. Yeah, it's just my initials. So what, what's Beckloff. the full name? What's the full name in case I got to yell at you like a mom here? <laughs> I need to I'm know. Jonathan Paul Beckloff. Wait, Jonathan, you say Jonathan Paul? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So where did the B come from? So it's just JB? To be fair, I didn't choose it. I was like <laughs> a baby when they started calling me that. My parents and uh, close family friends. So like I really didn't have any say in it. They just started calling me that. There was another kid named Jonathan. So, uh. I was JB. Boom. Hey, listen, I'm glad we got to the end of that because it's very confusing <laughs> to me that you you have your name that people associate it with you. It's like repeating. So you're basically saying like, <laughs> hi, my name is John Redundant. What's your last name? Redundant. Yeah, so you don't forget. Yeah, you got to remember, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's good branding and it goes that way. Uh, you're too young to know that James Brown, his backing band, was called the JBs. So when I hear something like that, I just go like, no, I've had my friend's that. parents reference that. So I am aware I, I have been, I have been told this. Yeah. Good. I'm glad that I can be uh, an old man <laughs> reference center for you. That's just like, nope, young man, yeah. you were too young for this. And technically so was I. However, yeah. let me ask this man. <laughs> I want to get into the making of this video because listen, B team does a fun job of showing who they are, the personalities on display 24-7. It looks like you guys are having a blast. It looks like the inmates are running the asylum there, (laughs) and I know it's a destination that a lot of people want to go to, but you stood out to me, even amongst those videos, because it seemed like a fun way of not shit-talking your opponents. Because most people, that's the form now. They see that if I say, oh, my opponent's half-guard is trash, their face is ugly. What did uh, Logan Paul say so I can rip off that, which is really right, just a yeah, rip off of yeah. WWE? You went the inverted way, and that yeah. to me is, I think, the higher degree of difficulty. So how did that come together? Well, there's a, there's a guy named Kerry at my gym who apparently is an incredible director. He wrote this script, and then uh, I really didn't know what to expect. I, he just told me to bring pants and... Uh, I did, and then uh, they showed up with a cucumber, a cane, and a dress shirt, and some glasses, and then we just started filming. It was, uh, but definitely try to get away from the, you know, Conor McGregor look. I feel like uh, that's kind of used up. It already happened. Got to take a different angle, see how you can get more eyes on you. I just love the people who are near and dear to our show. They were posting it up, and... I think I saw it within the first 12 hours or so. So it within that time, you think, oh, it's a relatively new video. No, dude, it had blown up from the people who I think are funny, where I go, <laughs> oh, shit, they love this too. And there's just this groundswell. It felt like you were getting a lot of good responses to it. Did you yeah, get, it was, it was good. like, what was the best response that you, you can kind of remember getting from that video? Or, or was there one that uh, was kind I, of surprising? <laughs> I remember when I sent it to main character, um, the first time they watched it, I guess they didn't realize that the cucumber was in my pants. And then I remember them asking me later on, like way later, and I'm like, wow, they didn't see that the first time? And that was probably the most shocking response that I got on it, (laughs) that they didn't notice the giant cucumber, yeah. (laughs) So maybe I'm putting this together now. With main character jujitsu. They have a great bracket. So being in that bracket, 
great to be amongst those peers. I love that for you. And you're no stranger to competing against high talent or training with them. Yeah. Were you required to do any promotion for them? Or was this something that uh, you guys just did on your own accord? So he asked me to make a video uh, answering like some questions. And I did that. And he didn't really like it. And I was like, I didn't like it either. And then uh, that guy... The, actually, this girl, Allie Walski, she competed on the event before and made a pretty funny video. And she was like, hey, me and Carrie have something written up. We can make a funny video. So then we just kind of like went with it, filmed it right away and got it done. Well, that's awesome because to me, you know, I've promoted tournaments in the past. I've worked with a lot of different talent. I would kill for three of those. Uh, if I was running a tournament, <laughs> like more often than not, you're always trying to come up with a creative or clever way of getting it out there. So, yes. okay. Since you didn't write the script, I, you obviously have contributions. It becomes a collaboration. You're the right game partner. Right, but right. I guess I should ask this, which is that's somebody's interpretation of you or what you can become. So <laughs> when you first glance at this script and you look at it and you go, I'm sorry. Perfect. Uh, you imagine me as an old man in this? Like, what was your initial reaction to seeing the script the first time then? To be honest, when, uh, when I'm in practice, I'm, I'm usually chirping, talking trash and using that old Texas man voice and that kind of persona. So I think people are just kind of accustomed to hearing that. And then that's probably the association that most people that know me would, uh, you know, think the same so yeah just kind of yeah i was like this is spot on when he wrote the script i was reading it and i, I mean i interchanged a few different terms and words and stuff kind of freestyled a little bit but like for the most part he, he just wrote a really good script uh it was super impressive and i was like why am i taking matches let's just do more funny videos bro geez <laughs> like what are we doing you know <laughs> I want to point this out to, to actors, to performers everywhere. <laughs> that was the perfect answer because uh, my man was like, you know, I, I collaborated, obviously, but the script, ooh, performed it right as it was on page. Like, if you're a writer and you hear an actor put over your script, all you do is go, I'm going to write this dude the best thing he's ever seen now. That one is good. Mm, I'm yeah. about to knock his fucking socks You got to cite your sources, dude. got to cite your sources, right? Oh, hey, listen, dude, as a joke writer, if I hear somebody ever gives a credit to my joke, I go, well, thanks. That's very sweet of you. Uh, You've you heard a friend. Yeah. Di didn't expect that. But to me, it's the same thing with meme makers. I have a few uh, people who make memes. And if they don't put their their brand or like a little logo on it, I yell at them because I go, I want to share this now. Like. Yeah. I don't want to just take your joke. I want to say who it came from. I don't want to do the, I found this on the internet. It's like, no, 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 no. Right. You know, so that's why sometimes Twitter is that perfect thing where I go, look, that's their handle. That's where you can find right. them. I think this is a funny thought. It's not an Got endorsement you, of them as a human, but there you go. I think this is a not funny an endorsement joke. of them as a human. Nope. They might be a scumbag. Yeah, but they're funny. <laughs> hey, scumbags can write good jokes occasionally. So uh, I think it's, it's very fair to, to put some distance between that. So they do that for you. Obviously, main character gets back to you. Uh, you mentioned that they were surprised that they didn't see it the first time. But what was their overall reaction to getting that kind of a video? Because I'm pretty sure they're getting a lot of these kind of videos where people go, yeah, I can't wait for that event. Because yeah, like, I'll I'm get good to at show. Legos. I can do this. <laughs> I'm going to show people that I'm on another level. And that yeah. next time, if I get out there, man, these boys, they better work hard. And work yeah, hard more cringe. than me. It, it's cringe, dude. It's cringe. Yeah, I can't do it. It's tough. I don't like it. I don't like it. This is way better. I like and and they appreciated it for sure. They were super uh, super happy about it. Yeah. So I guess this begs the question because I work out in Hollywood. <sighs> Anytime something works, there's a sequel. And you right. already mentioned you're thinking to yourself, well, why don't we just make more videos? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. when are you guys going to bastardize this franchise to the point where you're going to basically run it into the ground? And now we're like, uh, it's fast in space. No, no, no. I don't need any. Of this. <laughs> like how many of these are you guys now planning to do? And is there plans to make more? There's definitely plans to make more right now. I'm like super locked in on trials 
um, me and Nikki Ryan are preparing like really hard, and Jay are preparing, and Ethan, everybody except for the people who are going to get invited, are preparing really, really hard for that. So it's, uh, it's taking a lot of my time and attention and energy. So after trials, I'll definitely look to get right back out there for some more funny content. Copy that. Craig is not trying hard right now. <laughs> no, he's definitely doing all the fun stuff right in front of us, eating the food, you know, drinking the soda, doing all the things, you know, sitting out the noon like, oh, I'm good. He's definitely he's, he's enjoying life right now, for sure. I've tried to get this out there, and I think it is more and more true every time I see somebody try to clap back at Craig. No, but man, for my true. money, I think Craig is our sports Bugs Bunny. And that I think that he basically doesn't have to do a lot other than be like, look at these morons. Am I right? Chew a carrot and then just go like, all right, nose beers. And (laughs) people look at him like it's Rick James, bitch. And all of a sudden you go, you know what, dude, you're winning this war. Because every time I've seen Gordon come after him, I go, dude, I know Gordon, you beat him, but Craig is going to win the long-term war on this, Yeah, you can't. The thing like, man, one thing you learn with Craig, is like once you once you start to defend yourself you've lost like you, you can't you can't defend yourself you just have to fire right back otherwise it's he's just gonna do the oh look at these you know what i mean i guess you break enough legs and then uh you're you're, you're funny as well it, it works I, I think it's <laughs> self-effacing and i was explaining this to somebody recently where i go no what charmed him with us and we got along very instantly was i was just like oh dude he's got a great sense of humor about himself but I've noticed the proportion of self-deprecation has lowered <laughs> yeah. and the number of jokes about other people are winning at a three to one ratio where I go, yeah. this dude ain't saying shit about his leg locks anymore. Now he's just like, hey, can we talk about how Nikki Ryan's fat? Am I right, everybody? <laughs> my name's Craig Jones. That's all my time. Good day, mate, etc." Yeah, you add the accent and you've got it, dude. That's it. <laughs> I, you know, my, my accent, I, I actually, um, from an interview we did back in like five, six years ago, somebody rewrote our interview on Reddit <laughs> and they did it and I sent it to Craig and he thought it was pretty funny. And I did a, a bastardized version of a shitty accent and, uh, I just read it like both me and him. So the fact that the person wrote like dumb questions for me, I was like, oh, these are funny. Yeah, I'll read them. <laughs> and then I'm reading it as Craig as well. I was like, yeah, the, the Australian accent isn't my number one. And I do a lot of impressions, but I'm yeah. willing to accept that for a dumb video, good enough. I so. just get tied up with that one between that and like English. I don't have a good, I don't differentiate well. Yeah, um, I think the hard part is you have to be a little more immersed in it. And I just don't have any friends. And the times that I see Craig... You know, sometimes we just go straight to mute. We're just like, all right, we're done here, dude. I, I got yeah, we're done. after the 15 seconds. Just show me the physical comedy. All right. Did you, <laughs> did you basically hit somebody in a Boston crab and how'd you do it? What's your entry? Yeah, um, that's it. But I, I have people who send me videos of him hitting pro wrestling moves and I go, he's stealing our shtick. I was like, he's way better than me. He could do the advanced version on people that are very difficult to do. I was like, but we did it first. So Craig, you can have that one. It's fine. We're just innovators yeah. and you're just somebody who's just <laughs> taking my work it's all good yeah. <laughs> jb i want to ask this because you you slid this in here and i do find it hard to believe but we've never been in a training session together but you did slightly mention that you had this character based on a persona that you are like in the gym where you're trash talking we've been talking this whole time and you seem like nothing but a sweetheart so where does this trash talk side this heel persona come from sir uh i think i think the more time i spend with you the better i get to know you and the more we can like train and poke around i uh it's i I can give more more banter i try to be respectful until there's like that rapport you know you don't want to piss somebody off before they know you feel like first impressions are big right okay but, i'm curious yeah, now because if you, if you came and trained or did my did my fundamentals class you would you'd see it for sure yeah it's uh it'll come out <laughs> all right i'm curious because I'll, I'll tell you this as somebody who writes jokes and works in uh comedy side of entertainment yeah it's very hard to offend me so i'd like to see if just sight unseen <laughs> you only see me on the camera if you can take yeah. a bat a, a swing 
at what would be the first thing you would roast about me just based off of the very little that we know about each other, sir? Well, also, to be fair, you haven't done anything that makes you roastable right now. You're sitting in a chair. You're, you're, looking, you're looking handsome for the video. You know, everything's like going right. It's not like uh, it's not, I didn't see you try a takedown that you've never fucking done and you just eat it. You know what I mean? That makes it easy to chirp at you. Uh, or if somebody catches you or gets the better you in a scramble, it's easy to chirp, you know. But right now, you're, you're pretty – you're untouchable right now, dude. You're oh, running damn. the show. You know what? I'm never leaving this room. I'm, I'm never going to interview people in person anymore. I'm just going to stay right here like, damn, Raph's untouchable in that room. And I'm like, yeah, he's right. This takedown is going to look real dude, bad. But Behind uh, that mic? Yeah, you can't get to his legs, dude. Impossible. I tell people like this. I am uh, open season for you guys to talk about uh, techniques. And, you know, I, I very briefly mentioned that we have a segment on the show where people can roast my competition footage because you guys have highlights. When you yeah. get to my age, there's no highlights anymore. It's just <laughs> who forehead pushed the other old dude better. And, yeah. you know, who forehead pushed. I literally told some of my friends who were like, hey, I want to come see you compete. And I'm like, just just wait for the photo, dude. Just, you don't. Yeah, just wait for the photo. It's really not that fun, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and in the years past, we've had people who are like, yo, why don't you get on a, a card? Why don't we get you a super fight? And I'm like, I'm negative ratings there. <laughs> like, don't waste your time with a match with me. You guys can come to the gym and, and beat me up all you want. I swear it's way more entertaining. Hey, it wouldn't hurt to lift some weights, huh? Hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. Is this, is, this was, your first, is this your first, like, fadeaway shot that you're trying here? <laughs> I pump fake first, huh? Understood. I wanted to point this okay. out because you say that, like you wrote the bit that made you famous, <laughs> but all you do on the internet is lift things with your bros and <laughs> you'll notice that there's no dialogue in any of those because you're like, uh oh, <laughs> jokes are hard to make, but eh, will you love me if I have more swole? So I'm just saying you can understand how we are similar people. It's just, I don't need to be in person to make fun of you. I just know what I see. <laughs> Fair enough. But Jamie, again, the reason why I say this is I think everybody has that kind of, I know you better. I train with you. You're like a yeah. brother to me sort of vibe. Right. I just wanted to know, are you the type of person who uses trash talk as a means of say passing guard or getting the better of somebody to use no, the psychological? No, no, You know who's sneaky, but will do that is Jay. Jay will get you. He'll chirp in your ear. Jay, he'll he'll tell you. I'm telling you. I more talk trash to my students. And that's why I get them fired up, get them to train harder. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. I see. Oh, man. Yeah, so yeah, you're, yeah. you're the indoctrination police over at B-Team, taking the <laughs> fundamentals kids and being like, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to be honest. 20% is techniques. Uh, the 80% <laughs> of the class is just me roasting you to see if you can hang with us. Because if you no, think I'm roasting bro. you. Come on. I got to make sure you're not a spaz and that you can take a joke before we put you in the regular class. That's literally, I'm telling you, that's it, dude. <laughs> that's you it. know what? Every time I, I tell people, I go, you know, look at those B-team kids. They're, they're <laughs> shrewd marketers. They're very smart. Turns out, way smarter behind the scenes, too. You guys have figured out the right way of making sure that they don't just bring in these innocent people who are just going to get really offended when you're like, Yo, your tra your takedowns are so trash, dude. We need to talk about them, like, dude. That's ex exactly that's how we talk at the. That's how I talk. It's not even an exaggeration. But like, what was happening was like people come in that have never trained and they're weird, and then it was just too much. You know what I mean? Like, if you've trained before and you're weird, we'll give you a shot. You know, until you like cross the line, and then obviously we're gonna be like, all right, this guy's got to go. But the fundamentals class really funneled out a lot of that. You know, we get a lot of the guys that. They've never trained. What are you you're gonna do Damien's class and learn about outside Ashi? Like, no, we should probably start a little smaller, you know. But uh yeah, it helped a lot with funneling out the weirdness for sure. Good man. I what a great moment. Jiu-Jitsu jiu -jitsu fans can get pretty weird, bro. Especially like international ones. It, it gets pretty awkward sometimes, you know. What has been the weirdest interaction that you've had with an international fan? <laughs> Oh man, we had, we had this guy come in and I won't give too many details just to not like give away, we'll, we'll protect the, uh, 
we'll protect him. But um, yeah, I had a guy slide in my DMs and say some pretty aggressive things, like uh, in a, in a, a not straight way. And then uh, he also also like <laughs> hit on Declan in the shower area, and we're like, all right, this guy's got to go. This is weird. So that was. Uh, that was yeah. probably the weirdest thing that's happened. Yeah, yeah, getting uh, hit on. You know what? I'll, I'll also stop you here because it, it does seem to cross that line of, of yeah, very, right. very, very thin fire, to actual, yeah. like, is this assault? So, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. Meanwhile, I'm looking for a playful story, and you're like, he slid my DMs. Ah, uh, those cats yeah, saying weird. those weird yeah, gay jokes. Weird. Okay, great. Uh, then he followed Dude, us I'm into the you. shower. Dude, the oh, I met this guy when I met him. I'm wearing the Keep Jiu-Jitsu Gay rash guard, and I'm wearing tights. So I was like, oh. So he for sure thought from the jump, I was like, damn. Then I had to start monitoring my behavior, and I realized that I just act really gay. I don't know. I just <laughs> – you walk past your bro, it's like, you know, smack on the butt. It's just – I'm like, man, no wonder. Yeah, I mean, again, this is that interesting line where <laughs> – you do find people and you go, no, gay people, you can come. Totally fine. <laughs> Just don't be weird and try to make it seem where if no means no, you don't take the no. So it's yeah, like, yeah. that doesn't work for everybody. Just everybody get along. Everybody love each other. Don't Ex be dead. Yeah, to be fair, you hit on a girl, the same thing's going to happen. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, if, you, if you hit on any of the girls that train at the gym, the same thing's going to happen. It's just... Uh... It was just a multiple occurrence, like, because dudes, it's different. You know, I was like, whatever, I'll shake it. But then you hit on Declan, too, and then I was like... Bye-bye, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, and you do open the idea of he's from a different country, you don't know how it goes, so you yeah. don't want to be disrespectful. Maybe he just yeah. has a weird way of expressing it, the language doesn't work, but there are very clear signs of like, and no thank you, sir. Yeah, it just got, it got weird quick, so we were like, this needs to end. Understood. All right, well, let's move on before this gets weird, and then we get a file <laughs> police report about this dude. Uh, I want to ask about this. So you're involved in that, uh, main character jujitsu, correct? That's the name of the tournament. I called it main event earlier and I would apologize, <laughs> but I feel like it's the same thing. So main character jujitsu, you're a yeah, part of yeah. this brand, like new format where they're just kind of like, they're, they're giving out these people one by one, like they're mystery partners in a tag team match in the WWE. Yeah. So as you're getting named on those, are you aware of the other people that they're announcing at any given time? Or are you finding out like we are whenever they do? I'm finding out. I'm, I knew Wojcik was in there because we trained together. Um, I Everybody else, I'm just finding out. But I, I saw Taza and Colvin and like, I was like, it's going to be a list for sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing about it is you're in good company. So that feels good to be associated with that and to get that opportunity. The other part, yeah. if I'm you... I love to do my tape study. I love to know things. So yeah. I'm one of those guys if I were competing like you. Yeah. When you see it being announced and you go, uh, Hunter, huh? Fine. It's fine. No, it's good. I like Hunter. Let's see what his game is doing. <laughs> what is he up to now? You know, like I know that there's an element of, oh, they're in this? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good to yeah. know. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have do you keep an eye on people. I do, for sure. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, you weren't cutting me off at all. When you say you keep an eye on people, what does that mean? Well, Hunter, particularly him and like Taza and Ryan Aiken, these guys are at like the top of uh, the game right now. They're doing a lot of the ADCC Opens. I'm, I'm studying all these matches. I'm watching what they're doing. I know I keep up with jiu-jitsu. I go to all the comps, whether I'm competing in them or not, just to see what's going on. So I, I have an idea of how these guys roll. And honestly, uh, this community, everybody's trained together. Uh, I haven't trained with Hunter or Taza, but uh, a lot of these guys I've trained with or competed against in the past, you know, so I, I know a lot of their games pretty well. And I'm fairly confident that there's, there's not much I haven't seen, you know what I mean? Um, been around for a while. I think you're at one of the few places where you can say that people are really coming to you guys. So you're with the people who people want to come train with. So yeah. when that happens, I'm sure, especially at a gym like that, some days you don't know who the hell's going to show up. You go, Oh, this person's here. Oh, that's wild. I wouldn't have expected that this person's here. So it's I think nice. that's a whole fun game into itself that yeah. maybe on a random Thursday, 
you know your game's going to get upped because X person is in the room or Y oh, yeah. person. So when you just casually mention a Chris Wojcik, I know he's been making the rounds out there, and now he's kind of made that a little bit of a home base. But I saw he was in San Diego this weekend, and I literally yeah. gave him shit because I go, hey, bud, you, you can't make it up two hours to beat up some dude who's just hosting the show? <laughs> All good. It's offensive. I get it. You're just scared of me. It's, it's fine. Offensive. It looks like he's having some rough travel experiences from his Instagram, but he, will, he moved to Austin. He's there. We have Kieran Kachuk visiting as well right now. He's super, super good. Yeah, I actually I had messaged him when he had uh, some travel issues, and uh, I could see he was in we're a rough place. Are talking about Wojcik? Wojcik. talking about Wojcik? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I saw he had a, a delay from San Diego flying on back, and mm. uh, I just sent him a note, and I was like, well, looks like that's what you get. For not coming to visit me. <laughs> and uh, he just looked at me and he just goes, that's fair. Okay. That's fine. Fair. <laughs> so now he's honestly uh, a bright spot. And when you yeah, just casually funny. mention somebody like him or a Kieran, you go, Oh, those are really, really good competitive guys in the scene right now. So yeah. to be amongst that group and to have them casually come in that room must be amazing. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so very much looking forward to your participation on that. I want to go back because this is your first time on our show. So we always do a little bit of origin story. We always like to ask how you started doing jujitsu. But I'm going to go out here on a limb. I'm going to say wrestling came first, correct? No, no, no. What? I started wrestling really late. So I started off doing Muay Thai. I did Muay Thai and boxing first. Um, and then I tried a jujitsu class and I got manhandled by a woman and i was like oh my gosh this is crazy i was like i should probably learn that so i was like 15 16 at the time and uh just started training lightly i was still more focused on muay thai and then um like 17 started to get really serious uh doing the class it, there's a gym called saxon Jenjira muay thai in plano texas they have some really high level strikers over there and I was doing the MMA classes, and there would be, like, uh, college wrestlers that would come through, and they would just be animals. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what is this? Like, I had never experienced – like, the jiu-jitsu woman freaked me out, you know, because I was like, that was crazy. I just got, And then I, I met a college wrestler, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that is crazier, you know what I mean? So then I was like, I got to wrestle. How am I going to do this? So I'm, like, a junior in high school. I try to wrestle. They don't let me. It was too late or whatever. And then my senior year, I started wrestling, and then I uh, – I walked onto a college team and I finished college and wrestling and I was doing jujitsu during the summer and stuff. And now I'm, now I'm back. I, I was in Dallas and then during COVID I was at Daisy Fresh a little bit before and a little bit after. And then, uh, now I'm at B team. Let me ask this. Uh, what has been the biggest difference in your brain between Daisy Fresh and B team? These are two very, very reputable teams who are beloved by the grappling community. But what would you say are the major differences between those two, if there are any? Um, I would say that the Daisy Fresh boys are a lot more of, like, grinders. They, uh, they really work hard. It's definitely admirable. They train really hard. They're definitely comp-ready from the training that they do. They do, like, comp matches in the gym. It's really good. Uh, B-team is more of a – like, also, Daisy Fresh has, like, Heath, which is, like, the leader, for sure. And I would say that Craig is probably our leader, but – it's still more of a uh, do-it-yourself kind of model over there. Like, Craig will help you for sure. And if you have big events coming up, and he's going to coach you to get you ready for that. But putting in the work is completely on you. Like, if you're going to come in at 8 a.m. and at noon, then Craig's not going to, like, chase you down and, and make you do that. Whereas I feel like the Daisy Fresh, they're, they're really good about that, like keeping people accountable and getting everybody. We're, we're more of like a you got to do it yourself at B-Team for sure. But I also feel like... You got Craig and Nikki are so good. They're, they're like encyclopedias. I, I've never been in a spot where I could get my questions answered like right away. So it feels like I'm able to improve at an at a incredibly fast rate. But uh, they're both, everybody's got their own recipe. You know, I think they're both really, really good. Craig strikes me as somebody who, if he was elected the leader, would try to sit in the crowd and be like, this leader sucks. Am I right? <laughs> Glad it's not me. So uh, I yeah. think he, he will try to diffuse any kind of responsibility where he can't be like, hey, guys, I got a Volkanovsky's calling me. For a month. <laughs> I got a. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> anyway, 
good day mates bye and then <laughs> just takes off you. and you go is that our leader no, just- he's, no he's definitely there when you need him he's been in my corner at like enigma at stupid little local events that i can't even remember the name he's been there so uh and before and after he's there for you help you prepare and you know he's 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 there for sure, but his persona that would be that would be a rough coach. Huh? <laughs> I think the nice part is in having interactions with uh, Craig off of camera or just very the few times that we talked, just kind of like uh, when we weren't doing the interviews. It's just like, dude, you're easy to get along with. So yeah, this just makes cool. this so much easier. And uh, for a lot of these young guys who are incredibly talented at jujitsu having somebody who understands this at the forefront, which is jujitsu is not everything like you can have some fun. You can do some other stuff, like have a part of your life that isn't just obsessed with this. And then having other guys who have had success at some early parts of their career, be it with Nikki and being in wrestling and then transferring that here and then being with Ethan with a very regimented program and being like, I had really big success very quickly. And then, of course, with Nikki Ryan and being like, oh, my God, this dude was born being good at jiu-jitsu. Like, that's how long he's been doing it. So to have those guys as, like, the centerpieces. And then Damien is somebody who's like, oh, I'll casually slap a bitch. Like, let's just have a fight. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very nice dynamic series. And now what I'm noticing is when I look at who I want to interview, you know, you stuck out to me. And then other people are starting to emerge from that program. And I feel like you're just seeing the beginnings of what you guys are putting out there. And I know that yeah. you see it more because you can see it in the gym. But to us yeah. on the outside, you go, oh, they're working on some shit that yeah, in five years are going to see exactly what they're about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. It's, uh, it's interesting to come in because uh, it's definitely secondhand Dan here. You know, they all learned from that tutelage for sure. And like, it, but it's still it's it's the same information, you know what I mean? It's still it's nice to have that. Like somebody like Nicky Ryan, you can ask him anything, you could, and he'll just be like, "Put me in the position, and I'll tell you." You know, it's it's uh, and you trust it because what the kid won the trials when he was fourteen years old. He obviously fucking understands what's going on here, huh? Uh, <laughs> it's it's super useful for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I look back at even when I was interviewing him, and it it's night and day. When I'm like, dude, this dude was a kid. I mean, he's still yeah. a kid to me, but he still is, bro. But he's, he's already done so much; it's crazy. You know what I but mean? Like to already be at up. that point where you go, this dude's won trials. Where there are guys who are are about to join the AARP who haven't even placed on a podium for trials, yeah, and they're just crazy. like, Jesus Christ. So yeah, um, I have to ask uh, this: hmm. When did you know that you actually fell in love with jujitsu? Because it takes a lot to actually want to do this as a career. And there are moments where you go, oh, this is a fun hobby. Or there are moments where you say, like, I do enjoy this. But it's an insane proposition to actually make this a career when we're just starting to see the elements of making it livable. So yeah. when did you have that love for jiu-jitsu? Uh, well, so when I was really young, like 15, I guess I'm a teenager, I was around most of the guys that I was around that were doing jujitsu were like pretty successful in the outside world. They were like either a doctor or a lawyer or something like they were rich. You know what I mean? They had nice cars. Kids were wearing Jordans and shit. Like they had money, you know what I mean? And I'm like, uh, okay. So they would just tell me like, you know, dude, I'm, I'm loaded, but, uh, I'm, I'm miserable, man. He's like, if you find something that you love, you know, like, chase that shit. And I'm like, all right. And I just kept hearing that. I kept hearing that. And I would see guys in the UFC when I was a young kid and I'm, I'm out working them. I'm like, dude, these guys, I can do this too. You know what I mean? And then I just started seeing it. And then once I wrestled in college and like walked on and ended up like becoming a starter on a college wrestling team and shit, I was like, no, I can, I can do it. You know? And then when I came back from college wrestling, I had such an edge on guys that didn't have any wrestling. I was like, I definitely have a, a route to do this. And because I got my degree, my family was super supportive. So it just unfolded perfectly. What did you get your degree in? Exercise science. Just whatever I could get through. Cause I, I'm not uh, much. I mean, I guess I am for jujitsu things I'm interested in. I'm a great student, but if I'm not interested, I absolutely check out. It's a, uh, it's a nightmare. I really want to change this collective on people, which is, 
I love when people say, oh, I'm only good at the thing I'm good at. And then everything else, I'm not a good student. I go, you shouldn't have to be a great student at everything. You're not competing on Jeopardy. Just be That's good true. at one thing. And, and don't <laughs> mock what that is. Like, yeah, I recognize yeah. very quickly, my gift was talking. And when that yeah. happened, I said, maybe I should do communications. And they're like, sounds yeah. good. Give sounds us good. money. Yeah. I've always <laughs> loved working out. So I knew it was going to be something I'd stick out and be interested in. And I ended up actually like having a pretty serious injury in college wrestling. And I was told by doctors that I wasn't even going to really train again. So I, I was considering pursuing a PhD at that point. I, I got a, I got a, I got a master's degree out there in the, in the exercise science. I was just so interested in learning about like, well, it's like, dude, how to get in better shape, how to lose weight, how to get more jacked. This is like super valuable information. I feel like. Do the people at B team know that you have an advanced degree? Because I feel like that, would make them like you less. I feel like that would shun <laughs> I don't you know. I don't ever. T- I don't ever talk about it. I don't know. Uh, I know if you if you look up uh, Heath Pedigo on the internet, there's a picture of me and him. I don't know if we're holding it or whatever, but it was posted after I after I got it because uh, I finished it online because of COVID. But uh, yeah, yeah, people know. I just I don't. What am I going to? When do you bring that up? You know, only in situations like <laughs> where we're talking about degrees and stuff. You know, I, <laughs> well, I mean, fellow to fellow, uh, I, yeah. years ago when I was doing, uh, grad work, so <clears throat> a little background on me, uh, I competed for a speech and debate team. It was like their version of sports and okay. I helped teams win some national titles. We did very well together. And then, yeah. uh, I was recruited to be a coach for Western Kentucky university. So I moved from Los Angeles to Illinois for a couple of years, helped them win a championship and went to Kentucky for the Yankees of speech that had a big budget. And we basically were teaching kids how to win championships. Yeah. Well, the offset of that is they give you a grad school experience. So at the time I was like, well, what am I going to study? And then I looked over they're like, well, communications are like organizational calm. You'll be the guy people call for really important business things. And I go, that sounds really boring. And (laughs) you are paying for this. And the thing I pitched to them was, I go, oh, you know, there's this thing called the UFC. Are you guys familiar with it? And they're like, not really. And I go, oh, well, they're doing a merger with Pride. They're actually acquiring Pride organization. Can I just do all my grad work on this? And they're like, sure. I go, great. (laughs) So I found my lane, much like you found like, oh, I'm working out. So I might as well get a degree at this. I looked at it and (laughs) I said, I'm talking about UFC and the business dealings behind it. And how it's basically taking the WWE model and yeah. modernizing it for a new audience. Why don't I do that? So you're not. Yeah, bro. It just makes the job easier, right? Because you're interested. Yeah, but I think the nice part is the the misnomer about education is all these people feel like idiots because they didn't have the thing that spoke to them when they were young. So sometimes mm-hmm. they get into this narrative, either self-taught or because other people say it where they're dumb. And you're like, you're not dumb. You just didn't find the thing that excited you. You're not supposed to get excited about geological structures, but they make you take a course so that if there's a natural disaster, maybe you have a general idea what the fuck's happening. So (laughs) that's it. So when people are explaining, they're like, oh, I wish school would have taught me that. It's like, it probably did. And you probably would have slept through (laughs) it. So don't blame school and don't blame yourself. Just figure out what you're passionate about and go do that. So that's, I lucked out finding that early for sure. And you should. I, it's pretty. It's rare. It's rare. You see that one kid in the kids' class that's like actually committed amongst the other kids. They're like, "What's that?" You know what I mean? It's like it's a rare thing. It's it's cool to see. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part that people probably don't make it far in college about is because they make you do all those other uh, the base, if you would. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. you the can get you to the things in high school, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I think that science. that discourages people. And I can understand that, but there are basic functions that it does help you get. So, yeah, every time I hear somebody expose something deep on college, they're like, you know, these college guys, I go, you know what, dude, if you didn't go to college, nobody should judge you. But yeah, it's not. Don't don't bastardize it like it's this. Yeah, don't shit on my degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. So it's a piece of paper. Sure. But it says that I I show up on time. And I meet deadlines and I can pass a test. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a valuable piece of paper. You know what I mean? It's a uh, consistency, you know, it's uh, it's a seat at the table. I feel like for sure. But if you don't have it, it's not the end of the world. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I just tell people, I'm like, listen, dude, I'm rooting for you to do whatever you do to get through <laughs> and, and make money. But it did give me a lot of these things, which I can't deny. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know, man. I just love hearing people go off on it and just being like, oh, no, they're going to do a whole <laughs> college bit now. All right. Yeah, I'm surprised um, people don't give it a shot. I feel like it's a it's an extension of your childhood. You get to like uh, be a kid a little longer as opposed to just getting a job right away. But uh, whatever floats your boat, you know? I would tell you this. If you have a path that you don't think involves college and you're really passionate about it, try it. Like absolutely go through it. There's a lot of people who don't know what they're doing. And some people go to the military. That's fine too. Some people go to college. That's fine as well. Whatever your path is, just try to do something because whatever you chose is probably not going to be the final thing. Very few people get that final thing on the first shot. You're supposed to have trial and errors so that you can learn like, well, I learned welding isn't for me. Stop trading. (laughs) It is like whatever your passion or your specialization is. And there are some dudes who I knew in high school that they loved cars and that became their thing. And then they yeah. do amazing work and detail on cars. You don't have to go to college. You could start yeah. your business and be an entrepreneur now. So like whatever it is, try your passion, do your thing and see what happens. So yeah, I've been a, a big proponent of, Hey man, if you're a young kid and you have some direction, it, it behooves you to learn now and screw up early where it doesn't matter as much. No, totally dude. Totally. All right. Let me ask this because I want to get something on record I didn't wrestle when I was growing up, but I'm always interested to hear what you find is the best advice for people who make that transition, because it sounded like you did have some success when you were wrestling in both high school and college. And obviously now you're finding some success in jujitsu. So what is the best advice you give to those people who make that transition? Like from wrestling to jujitsu or to, uh, uh, I th- dude, I think a lot of the, like, like a high level wrestler is able to move in ways that somebody that's not a high, re- high level wrestler probably can't move. Like if you look at the way like Jay and Nick Rod move, we have another guy named Josh Weiland at our gym who's a super good mover. He wrestled at Virginia Tech. Uh, they come in with this superior foundation to someone who even if they're like a black belt level at jiu-jitsu, uh, maybe they don't have that level of athleticism and these wrestlers can come in and they, they already have an advantage. So it's, it's, it's a crazy thing. Uh, the, the, the biggest thing I feel like for wrestlers is the ego, right? Like in, in the wrestling training room, they're like do anything before they give a takedown. And sometimes it's hard for them to differentiate like, Oh, I need to tap or I'm going to get injured. And it's not a bad thing that I tapped. I just need to, the mistake was already made. You know what I mean? So I think for, for a, for a high level wrestler coming into jujitsu, uh, just tap and ask questions, you know, like you're already, you're already so close, you know, just don't get injured, learn some fundamentals and, and you're going to do really well. I think. I think that's some great insight. I always tell people this, the one thing that I love about, uh, when we get wrestlers who come to do jujitsu is I go, I think it's similar in that college degree sort of thing where I go, them showing up here tells me they're going to be people. If you ask them to drill, they're going to do it. Like they have a certain regimen that they're used to. So they're not going to like talk back to you and be like, bullshit. You go, all right. The culture is a lot different. Yeah. Once they know better and they're like, oh, that move is bullshit. I don't like it. They'll still do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they start off, they're going to be this mold of clay that you go, oh, all right, great. They're going to work their ass off. The hard part is then me coming up to them sometimes and going like, hey, bud. We're going to go 50%. Yeah, that's and, that one speed. <laughs> and they look at me and they're like, no. And I go, okay, then I'm just going to keep injuring you because I'm not going to get injured. And they You're go, right. oh. And I go, uh, here's what I promise you. So I usually make this little, little deal with them. I go, go 50% and then in a year I'll unleash you. Because if you give me time to work on your technique, you're going to be pretty unbeatable in certain ways if you have that special wrestling skill. So that's yeah. usually the deal I try to broker with them. I'm like, let me work on the technique and then I'll unleash you at full power. But like yeah, yeah, yeah. you just going insane is not going to teach you certain things that are going to help you in the long term, and more than likely are going to make you exposed to somebody old like me who can still figure out how to break you down. Like I want to teach you the tricks and then 
do you use your athleticism? Yeah. Yeah. Well, ultimately if you don't like try new moves, you know, you're, you're going to keep showing up to war with the same weapons. You know, you're with your sword and shield. People are going to start showing up with ARs and shit. You're going to get bombed. You know, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta try new stuff. You're going to lose sometimes. That's the, that's the hardest part for wrestlers. I feel like they, they, they have this culture in wrestling of like, uh, it's, it's just a little bit different, but I do feel like that's starting to even change. If you look at like all the success that uh, Penn state is having, it seems like they're, they have a different culture than most of these other teams. Uh, they don't seem nearly as burned out or like injured as they, they do really well at the national tournament, which is at the end of the season. You know what I mean? So uh, they're definitely figuring something out over there. And I think B team is similar to that in a lot of ways. We're trying to not burn the wick at both ends. There's more to life. You know, you can still have success in jujitsu and like, you know, enjoy a rest day every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's not the end of the world. Well, that's awesome. And I appreciate you giving that comparison because that's something I wouldn't necessarily know to make with uh, the wrestling to the jujitsu comparison because, uh, you know, you see these wrestling programs and they're all mythical to us jujitsu nerds because you go like, I don't I don't understand it, but it looks awesome when you see it happen. You go, oh, this team's very good. But to get the yeah. inner workings of, of a similarity between two different programs that share some commonalities, even though they're a different sport, you go, Oh, that's actually a really cool and interesting point. Now I can look at those and go, Oh, yeah. that tells me a little bit more on how they run their rooms, uh, on both For sides. Sure. Well, also wrestling rooms are totally different because only one person per weight class gets to compete in the varsity spot. So like, let's say there's like five guys that want to wrestle at 174 pounds, they're practice partners, but they can't like, if one of them gets better than you, they're going to take your spot. So it's this weird, like, like I need you, but I also like you keep me up at night. I don't know. It's it's a weird dynamic, and I think that's part of why they have this certain like unwilling to be defeated attitude. And this jujitsu is not like that. Just cut that, you know. Take care, yeah, I mean, everybody. Good for you. I, I'm very clear though about uh, when I'm training with people, where I'm like, I will murder you in your sleep. <laughs> And I, there's not any real reason to it. It's just me be, like reminding them, like, hey, yeah, I know how to cheat better than you, so <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Uh, yeah. Let me ask this, JB. Uh, you know, I want to put a bookmark here because I think, you know, in watching what you've been doing, you've been putting some consistency together. I really like your approach. I appreciate the fact that you can be such a good training partner for these guys that are hard to match up with. So you being a big resource for B team. Yeah has shown not just through being an instructor, but also by being this guy that they need, like with that skill set, so that they can get those good rounds that keep them at the top of their game. So you play a major part in that for Craig and Nikki and Nikki and Damon. Do, do you guys figure out a different way to do Nikki? Is, is it just Ryan or is it Rod? Like, like how does that work? Because even if you just I say call, Nikki Rod, I call Nick Rod big guy usually. Uh, and when I greet Nikki, it's usually some derogatory term. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's like calling him something very rude. Um, something, I don't know. <laughs> inappropriate yeah <laughs> interesting all right i'm learning more and more about you guys as we go and it's not far also, off from like, probably what i thought it was there's just times when like you just don't talk like nick rod isn't nearly as um sometimes he's not very communicable you know like he's he's standing there and you're aware you're like all right he's not going to respond right now like we probably shouldn't talk to nick rod right now like he's sometimes he's in the fucking zone you know and it's like um that bud, you know, fist bump. You don't really say not, say anything. Nikki Ryan, you can always be like, you know, like what are you doing? <laughs> you're throwing air punches. You know what I mean? You're like, hey, come here. <laughs> and again, it, I think it's because I have seen this kid for so many years now, and that I I have watched him grow up in ways. And uh, I think it's funny you mentioned trials because afterwards, I remembered I made a joke. And I remembered he was like 17. So I was talking about like, I think I made like a cocaine joke or something. And I just remember being like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, and yeah. I go up to his mom who was there and I was like, I'm so sorry. I just, it was the joke that you're making. Like, what are you going to do for celebration? You make it absurd. Like what cocaine or, you know, like something like yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. I'm going to do it or something. And yeah. I just remembered, she looked at me and she goes, yeah, it's totally fine. Like, I don't give a fuck. And I go, right, right, I know. Right, right. 
I just I want to make sure that I'm not being disrespectful. And they knew right. at the time. But like you could go back and look at that. So between me taking his medal and me like telling all these jokes, I'm like, damn, dude. Like especially on site interviews, I, I definitely went for it. And now I see everybody coming up, and I see like Craig putting his crotch in his face, and I go, yeah, what <laughs> I did was fucking. No, kids play bro. comparatively. I'm fine. You got okay. this thick skin. But he, he's he's one though, like for sure. You definitely want to like uh, I don't know. It, it's it's it, it, you need the rapport, right? Without rapport, you can offend anybody, of course, right? But like for generally speaking, I feel like Nikki's Nikki's pretty good about the banter as well. Yes, and Nikki Rod similar but different in the sense that something you say isn't going to phase him, so I can consistently throw steroid accusations at him because I'm not. <laughs> putting up posts being like this dude's on the sauce. You just go like, Hey man, you look like you're on steroids. Let's just be honest. You know <laughs> what I mean? Freak of nature. It is what it is. Yeah. In one of the interviews I did with him, I literally, he was behind like a, there's like a glass window behind him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course shirt off doing the interview and I'm like, what the fuck? all right. So I just look at him and I go, that sounds great. Hey Nikki. And there's like a sound that happens. I was like, you look behind you, man. I just want to let you know. And he's like, what's up? And he looks behind him. I was like, yeah, that's just USADA behind the door, man. I just want to let you know and give you a heads up. And he comes back at me and he goes, ah, that's a good one. I go, I know you don't need to tell me. I know it's good. And he's looking at me and I go, it doesn't phase him. But the reason you could do the joke is because it doesn't phase him. Bro, he hears that did all that. the time, bro. All the time. Craig, Craig fires at him constantly. He's always got to be on his toes. <laughs> I feel like Craig and him mainly exchange banter. Everybody else is kind of like cautious with Nick Rod. I feel like there's like some mutual respect there between him and Nicky Ryan. There's not too much tra- trash talk there. Yeah, but I, Craig, I, Craig with everybody. You know what I mean? Every Craig's got it with everybody. There's no. Uh, I think it's just. <laughs> Uh, from the earliest days, like I said, was him knowing who he was, maybe being a, a couple years ahead of everybody. Yeah. Helped him to have perspective on like, I know who I am. I'm not figuring it out. Now right. I just get to show you guys my personality. And that's all I can ever wish for people in this sport is to have success while being themselves and not being a caricature, yeah. not being stuck to something. And that's exactly part of the reason why your video stuck out is I was like, I don't know you, but I, I know part of you. And uh, <laughs> that's definitely why I wanted to reach out today and start our first interview. Uh, normally when we finish an interview, I like to give you an opportunity to go and shout out anybody you want, anybody who's been helping you get ready. Obviously main characters coming up. You can go ahead and feel free to plug whatever you want to plug, but the camera is on you, sir. All right. Yeah. Uh, shout out to B team. Shout out to fight aesthetic, my clothing sponsor code JB for 10% off at checkout. And uh, yeah, check me out on, main character jiu-jitsu november 12th and uh you'll see me at the east coast trials thanks for having me brother i wish you all of the success in the world and i will let you know should our paths ever cross and we do get the ability to train um i will have jokes at the ready for you (laughs) for sure that way uh you are well prepared and and you know you're like this jiu-jitsu is not great but (laughs) <laughs> some of these jokes aren't but he's right. funny i got good jokes <laughs> well, i tell people i'm like don't expect anything great on the jiu-jitsu front <laughs> but the, the jokes will at least be biting and at least enough where you might second guess a couple of the decisions you made that day so just be advised on what, just be advised for what you're wearing just remember you had long hair once and you don't now for some reason okay. but Everybody has their things that they do, and uh, I very much appreciate your time. I'm going to say bye to you off air in a second here, but I'm going to close this up. My thanks to you, JB. You're good people. Keep up the good work, sir. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. You too. Thanks for having me. All right, you guys. Is about to do it for us here on the show. A couple quick reminders. If you guys want to support us, do us a solid. Go over to high.page backslash grappling hour. Five bucks a month. See these interviews 30 days before anybody else. You guys want to see these things. Trust me, because we get all the big names and JB. See, that's how you do a joke, guys. Kind of like, uh, you know, <sighs> you don't want to give away all the stuff with sauce on this one. I want to tell you guys, hide up page, backslash grappling hour, five bucks a month. And for a few extra dollars, you can see some cool technique breakdowns. Maybe we'll actually have uh, JB do a roast graph version of him insulting my competition footage. Because now I want to see if he's actually funny. Like he's obviously good at jujitsu, but now I want to see if he can actually do a good joke about uh, me going through a table. Yeah, that happened, but you got to pay to see it. I'm not giving you guys that for free. All right.
And as a reminder, like, share, and subscribe. If you made it all the way through this interview and you didn't leave a comment in the comment section, first of all, rude. Second of all, it's pretty easy. <laughs> and why don't you just do this? Why don't you tell us on a scale of zero to 10, how many steroids do you think Craig Jones is on? See, reverse it. Now, mm, now you're playing with power here. So put that in the comment section. Last thing, join us on the Discord, the Grappling Hour. You guys know the deal. It's been a great day for grappling. We'll see you back on the mats.